You have just entered the Katie Ma podcast. Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome to episode 283 of the KB Mod podcast. It is June 25th, 2017, and I am joined by uh, my lovely co-hosts here. We have Brad, as usual, and uh, we're joined also by Tim this week, because we have a couple absences. Uh, so KD and Scott are uh, are not here this week. KD, uh, I'm not sure where he is. He's well. Let's just talk about this for a second. He he told us that he had a like a meeting with his work. Now yeah. let's think about where he's at. What kind of story works at? It's are pretty you, late. What time of the right now? Is? 10 p.m. at a video store. We're gonna have a everybody gather together on a mm. Sunday evening. I'm 10 p.m. Sure. on I mean, the I'm Sabbath. Yeah, that that I don't know. That story doesn't quite check out for me. That's a bit suspect. But uh regardless, you know, maybe he's got some secret thing going on. You know, maybe he's got a date, maybe he's got uh I don't know. Got something he doesn't want to tell us. So he's not here and uh Scott is not here. Scott has a slightly better excuse for not being here, uh, as it turns out. If you haven't heard uh publicly on the Twitters or elsewhere, uh Scott and his girlfriend are uh, are having a child. They're having a baby, and they announced that today. So uh, I want to give a big congrats to to Scott and Tabitha. Uh, I think Scott will be back next week, and we'll let him talk a little more about it if he wants to. But just wanted to give a big congratulations to them, and uh, so they're, they're he's off today. But uh, but we've got Tim filling in, so thanks for joining us, Tim. And no uh, got some some fun stuff to talk about this week. As always, uh, but before we get into uh, the uh, the news and all that, anything uh, anything exciting been going on? Tim, you you haven't you haven't been with us for several weeks. Anything going on um, in your life? I bought a 1080. Did so. you? Damn. Yeah. Nice. What what did you upgrade from? Uh, SLI 970s. Okay. So, okay. So that's like, kind of a that's that's not a huge upgrade, but you're getting rid of the SLI problem, so that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I've been noticing a lot more issues with SLI recently. So, and a lot of the guys in KMod are getting into the cryptocurrency mining again, and they're oh, like, "Hey, yeah. 970s do great." So I'm like, <laughs> eh, "Okay." <laughs> so they're sitting in my stream PC, going anytime that I'm not uh, streaming or like using it for anything. So I don't know how much I've made. Like, it's not a lot yet, but. You know, eventually it'll make money over time and pay for the 1080. So. Okay, so you're on the cryptocurrency grind. What? Uh, what do you? What do you? I'm not, I'm not as like hardcore tracking everything <laughs> like everyone else is, but I'm like, you know, I have it running whenever I'm not using the computer or like whenever I'm at work or whatever. And then if I'm using it, I'm using it. So. Okay. What? Uh, what? Know. What currency are you mining? Uh, he's not even, <laughs> he's not even sure. I think I think it's uh Bitcoin that we're that we're doing, but it's through NiceHash dot something dot com. Okay. So. All right. Well, so uh, so you're gonna you're gonna strike it rich in the cryptocurrency game. Uh, or how, you know, I bought a 1080 for games as well. So yeah. So how how do you <laughs> like it so far? How is it compared to your 970s in the games? That um, you play? the only game I saw real improvement in is PUBG. Um, 
but that's a hard game to kind of compare things to because it's yeah. still early access and still super unstable in a lot of, in a lot of ways. But yeah, performance um, for that changes with every patch, so hard to tell. Yeah, but I mean, I did notice an increase in that, and everything else I I have been playing doesn't really. I was I was running everything fine with the nine seventies, so okay. there aren't really many games that I have or play to really put it through its paces. But like, I I got it because. 4K stuff seems to be dropping in price recently. Yeah. So it is like a step to move towards 4K out of 1080p. So okay. I was just talking about this with, I think, uh, Hexadecimal today on Slack, where um, I feel like 4K is getting so cheap nowadays because everybody still is holding on to their 1080p displays, um, mm-hmm. whether that be TVs or monitors. Um, and I think we're going to get new GPUs. We're going to get, you know, people are going to have the media, but honestly, um, just because 1080p looks quote unquote fine to everyone, like, uh, like 4k has just been, well, it's quite honestly been quite expensive in the last couple of years, but I feel like last few years, but I feel like in the last year we've been seeing some insane deals on 4k TVs and, and, monitors always are a little behind on on the pricing but um they usually follow so yeah i I think 4k tvs are finally at the spot where if you're getting a new tv it doesn't really make sense not to get a 4k tv because they're really not much more expensive than 1080p but for monitors like monitors are still 4k monitors are pretty expensive and also in my opinion less necessary because they're so much closer to your face and like exactly. my 1080p monitors yeah. still look fine and uh and the other point someone in chat just brought up is 4k like you have to you have to pick if you want 4k or 120 or 144 hertz right now and if you're gaming that choice to me is obvious like you definitely want 120 or 144 hertz monitor and so like i would i would recommend anyone get a higher hertz monitor above 4k right now because there's just not like that's going to make a bigger difference in your gaming experience. Um, yeah, personally, my next purchase is probably going to be like a 1440p G-Sync. I was actually thinking about that recently too. Uh, I was looking at monitors recently and thinking about getting a new primary monitor, uh, like 1440p with G-Sync. Um, but I'm still not sold on it. I'm. I figure the longer that I wait, the better the monitors will be for the price. So I'm. Still kind of waiting, but I did look at them the other day, that's what thinking about it. Though. I mean, that's, that's true, that's true. But I was, I was actually getting close the other day. Like I started searching around and seeing what I could get for the price. Um, but also, I'm, I'm trying to think: Do I want to stay with 24 inch monitors, or do I want to maybe upgrade my main to a 27? And my indecisiveness is what's causing me not to buy one. I um, if you're going 1440p, I would say 27. I got a 27 inch 1080 last year. Like right before, I got the Acer model. That's like it's it's 1080p, 144 hertz, G Sync, 27 inches, and I got it because the 1440p was still so expensive. Mm-hmm. And like the week I bought it, and this is probably gonna help you or hurt you with your indecisiveness. The week I bought it, like a week later, the 1440p went down in price to the exact same price I kind of bought it for. Mm-hmm. And I had to like go through the hassle of just sending everything back because with my monitor set up, it's just kind of a bitch. To, once you get it all set up, to tear it all down. Yeah. So, and even still, like I still use a capture card to capture stuff for Twitch streams and all that stuff. So, 
Mm. I'm like 1080p is still kind of like a thing that I'm staying with for now right. because it's to be able to capture 1440p monitors or 4K monitors, you need a Magewell, which is six another six hundred dollars, and I don't really want or have the need to spend that money right now. So yeah, I also saw that uh, I was looking at like the Acer uh, Predator monitor, which uh, which a lot of people recommend. And I noticed that a couple of months ago they announced, I think, a 4K 144 hertz version that they were launching. But I couldn't find any release date or any specs or anything that it mm. like when it was coming out. But they announced it like all these articles were from April. And I was like, all right, so it's got to be coming out pretty soon. And I feel like either that's the one I want or their other monitors will come down in price once that one takes the top slot. So... I was just there's there's just like never a good time to buy monitors I feel like especially in this this sort of do you want to go with the resolution or do you want to go with frame rate but yeah. uh but I mean my current monitors are fine that's the nice thing is monitors generally don't go bad or break that often so I can I can probably wait for a little bit but if you have good uh good monitor recommendations I'm I may be in the market for an impulse purchase Actually, at some point I just put one in chat, actually. So Dell, Dell actually makes I love their monitors, actually. displays, and they their um, uh, 1440p, 24 and 27 inch displays are are gorgeous. Uh, they are TM panels, but because they are TM panels, uh, your response times are quicker than they, what they would be with like an IPS display. Uh, Light bleed is is actually pretty pretty good. Um, and it it just looks gorgeous. Um, I I've played with the 27 inch version, and then I know somebody with the 24 inch version, and oh, it's so crispy. I mean, I know we say it's kind of like overkill for 24 inch, but trust me, it does look good. <laughs> it looks good. Um, I would recommend checking it out. Yeah, yeah. All right, maybe maybe I have a task after this. <laughs> but anyway. Um... What's uh? Has anyone been eating anything interesting? We we've we've incorporated this section here. I, uh, it is graduation party season, so I've just been having a lot of good graduation party food. Okay, anything? Family, uh, friends, and all that stuff. Any notable Nothing. dishes? Uh, actually, yesterday there was these wings at this party I was at, and they were like they had like a Cajun style sauce, but they smoked the wings, so like it was very it was very good. <laughs> mm. That's all I could say. They were just I kept going back for more because they were just. They were just good. I don't. I don't know. Like there wasn't anything like mind blowing, like different about them. But you know, good quality wing, you can't beat that. Yeah. I uh, I had I had Taco Bell again, and I decided to go for uh, another round Ooh. of the naked chicken chips, and they were mm-hmm. pretty, they were just as good the second time. Pretty pretty solid. I've yet to try those. No, to talk about right by my work, There's, like literally next door. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. I got that, and uh, I balanced it out. I balanced out the unhealthiness with some fresco tacos, you know, to make myself feel better. I thought you were going to say something like, I thought you were going to say something like, I balanced it out with a Mountain Dew or something. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. It's like, where is he going with this? I was was actually trying to, like, kind of balance it out, because I'm sure the naked chicken chips are not very healthy, but... I mean, nothing at Taco Bell is like healthy, but uh, no. but I wanted food and I was hungry, so 
I just got I got some fresco tacos and the, the chicken chips. I was pretty happy with that. I went to a place called the Basilisk in Portland, and it's a specifically a fried chicken sandwich place. And okay. they offer they offer four things: a fried chicken sandwich, a s- salad with chicken, and then a spicy chicken sandwich, and then some fries, and that's it. I was like, okay. And you can't order just specifically the chicken. Um, and I was like, okay. And so I tried it, and oh my goodness. It was, everything was so fresh. Um, they had slaw and cucumbers on the sandwich, and the buns were toasted. I'll post a picture from the Instagram just for you guys to kind of get on the same page here of what I was, what I was looking at. But, uh, oh, that looks fantastic. Oh man, fried Oof. fried chicken sandwich. Those are pretty good. I'm I mean, I'm not like a huge uh chicken person, but this was this was pretty good. Pretty damn good. So Yeah, that looks delightful. Um but that's about it. That was that was my specialty thing. Um I'm now trying to do basically meal prep for like my week for for um uh you know, work and stuff like that. So yeah. I, I I just made five days worth of like uh, teriyaki chicken and like uh, basically what I know, like how to make like American Chinese fried rice with like egg. So, um, so that should be interesting for my lunch for the week. But uh, um, if anybody knows more of like some good meal prep meals, just kind of stuff to make in an evening, uh, let me know. Cause I am, like I tried just doing sandwiches for like two weeks and that was rough. Like yeah. <laughs> the, t- the hardest part about meal prep is like trying to like, obviously you have to make some of the same stuff because you're doing it in bulk, but like trying to make it so it's variety enough that you're not getting bored of the same yeah. shit all the time. Yeah. Cause I tried like one week, I tried a sandwich with like different meat and cheese and the next week, same, you know, a different meat and cheese. And it was, it was still, you know, I just ate two weeks of sandwiches that all kind of tasted the same after a bit, you know, so. Uh, yeah, you got to you got to mix it up with some variety there. But uh, doing the like taking your taking your lunch to work, it can kind of get boring unless you spice it up. Yeah. That's cool. What's uh, what have you guys been playing? Let's move into that. And what about you? Um, as always, I got lots of things on my plate I've been playing. Uh, Darkest Dungeon, they had their first expansion, the first DLC that came out last Monday. So I tried that on Rough Tims, and I got my ass handed to me <laughs> over and over again, like that game typically does to me. But it's pretty cool. They, uh, they added a new area for players to go into, and a lot of new kind of mechanics to the game, uh, and a new class that you can pick up for your people, which is pretty cool. It's called the Flagellant. And uh, he's pretty cool because he has, like, a lifesteal type ability he can use, which is super helpful because it's just one less person you have to focus on healing yourself uh, with, like, a different healer and stuff. So um, he's he's pretty cool. He's not, like, overpowered or anything like that. Like, the game's, like, really balanced. You just have to know how to play it. Uh, but he's all about, like, kind of, like, doing lifesteal type stuff. Like, it, the it's called the Crimson Court is what the DLC is. So it deals with, like, vampires and, and like, mosquitoes and, like, just a lot of, like, just blood is kind of like the theme of it um so like your your heroes can, can contract what's called the crimson curse and 
if you don't feed them blood, then they'll just deteriorate and die. So you have to find blood to give to them so they won't, you know, die. And it's just, it's, it's a lot of stuff to kind of dive into because they don't hand you anything. It's kind of like learn from your mistakes. So when my first hero died from, from having no blood, I kind of realized that I'd need to give it to them at specific times. So, um, I, I learned a lot last week about it and I'm just going to completely start my save over tomorrow night, like going in, knowing what I know about the DLC. Now I've been reading about it and watching streams of it and stuff like that. So I'm a little bit more prepared. Um, so I played that. I played. I'm. I'm finally getting back into Shadow of Mordor, and actually, like, I'm gonna play through it this time. Um, or yeah, Shadow of Mordor. Um, I don't know what it was about that game. Like the first two times I tried to play it, I always got pulled away by something else. Like after a day of playing it, but I finally like got through like the first set of quests. So uh, I really enjoy that game. The gameplay has always been fantastic. It's like a mix between Assassin's Creed, like climbing, and like the combat from the Arkham Asylum games, which is never like a bad system. So it's been a good time. And I, I've been playing that in prepare, preparation for Shadow of War, which is coming out, I think, in a month or two. So the Nemesis is and everyone else, cool. uh, given that it's $4 right now. It's, it's on sale <laughs> for 4 bucks, so I've owned it for a while, but yeah, that game goes on sale a lot. So I've played that. Uh, a lot of Dead Cells, which is like a new roguelike that a lot of people have been playing that are kind of into those scenes like uh, Isaac and stuff like that. Um, it play, It's like a 2D side-scroller, but it plays much like um, Symphony of the Night, Castlevania. Uh, Symphony of the Night. So it's, the gameplay is a lot of fun. Controls are super tight. and It's, it's a tough game, though. They just added a new update that... Um, at a new area and all that stuff. It's an early access right now, so it's cool to see the game being developed. You know, they're, they're pumping out content updates pretty quickly, too. So, like, as soon as I feel like I have an area on lock and kind of on farm, they add a new one that kicks my ass for a while. So, that's fun. And then uh, just PUBG, also. I've been getting into that game more. That, now that a yeah. lot more oh, really? that, that play around, that, like, whenever I'm playing games, um, they've been getting into it. So, it's been it's been fun garbage at it but it's fun i like the game we were just talking about um like out of if you play how many how many of the matches are you making top 10 do you think um i'd say 75 percent of the matches if i'm playing solo i'd say about 90 percent of them but Mm -hmm. like i've been playing a lot of squads like four people and we get 75 percent really that sounds pretty high Top ten. Today we were doing well. Maybe not total. Is there a way to track that? I can track that. I can look right now. I feel like it's that high. We we, we lose a lot. Like we don't win. We don't close anything out. <laughs> That's for damn sure. Last but, night was rough for us. I don't know what was going on. I only won one game last night, but uh, in duos. But yeah, I was gonna um, say you can. I feel like you can get top ten a lot if you're playing really passive or looting for a long time. But, uh, but yeah, I don't think my I don't think my rate's seventy five percent across the board. We always get like we're always never in. I don't know how to put it. Like we'll drop and there'll be like another squad with us and we'll take them down for the most part. Like there'll be sometimes where we get taken out right away, but then we won't see anyone till like the end of the game. And that's just it's not like that we're trying to hide from people. It's just the fact that like there's just, just no one else landing around yeah. us. Yeah, so. 
Yeah, I'm sure if we saw more people, we'd probably be going down a lot quicker just because we panic a lot, <laughs> which which happens. Right. But I've been having fun with it. And now that I have the 1080, it runs a lot better. I'm actually like actually killing people, which is a nice change of pace too. <laughs> For me, it's, it's like latency. Uh, I could just feel it even like when I was sitting in a car. Like just like the car glitches all over the place and picking up items and stuff. That's what like hurts me the most yeah. right now. Um, it's such a well, like the game already has a rough time making sure everybody's syncing up as is. But then when you throw in like two hundred ping on top of that, it can be pretty rough. Um, so I don't know. I just it ends up teaching me to play a lot more defensively. Um, but in turn. There's only so much you can do on one-on-one situations as well, so I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, that's obviously one of the biggest things they need to fix. Is uh, some games you feel like you're you feel like you're kind of walking through peanut butter uh, when you're trying to pick up guns and and actually mm-hmm. loot quickly and stuff. Like that's one of the one of the things that I feel like separates a a really good player, like a, an experienced player, from a new player, is how quickly you can get around and. Uh, Oh, there goes Brad. Hopefully he'll come back. Yeah, I'm back. I hit F five. Bye bye. Very good, very good. Um, no, I was saying uh, I think that's that's one of the things that separates an, an experienced player from a new player is like how quickly you can loot. And so it's frustrating when you're running around and you're kind of slowed down by the server. Like you're not sure if you're picking up everything as you drag it to your inventory, and that kind of mm-hmm. slows you down. And that's one of the one of the most important things is how quickly you can loot at the beginning of the game to be prepared to fight people and give yourself the best chance to win that firefight. So, I'm kind of wondering if those servers aren't more East Coast because I don't, I don't notice much latency when picking up items and stuff like that. I'm not but sure. I have like, I'm not sure. It's it's definitely diff- It seems different every time I join a game. Like some games seem worse than others. Um, mm-hmm. but you're right. I mean, I don't know where they're hosting the servers out of, um, but it's, it's not a very consistent experience right now. Some games feel good. Some games feel really, you know, really slow and laggy. Um, yeah. but they seem to be well aware of that. Like that's one of the main things they're focusing on. Yeah. I think that's um, what they said they're going to. Yeah. For really the time being. Before so, most of the stuff. Yeah. So I can't, I can't, you know, can't fault them for, they're clearly aware of the issue. Um, but yeah, once that gets better, I mean, the game, like the game is already there in terms of just the quality of the experience. It's really just sort of nailing down that polish and getting it to feel better and more consistent game to game. Um, I'll go ahead and go real quick because Battlegrounds is pretty much all I've been playing. Um, oh, actually, I did uh, I did kind of jump back into Hearthstone briefly because um, I, I don't think we put this in the news, but they announced some new Hearthstone changes uh, where they're now going to make sure that you get a a legendary in the first 10 packs uh with a new expansion and um yeah. and you're not going to be able to get duplicate legendaries from packs as of the next expansion so basically well, you won't, nice. yeah so you won't have to grind anymore and risk getting you know four or five copies of some legendary that's useless um if you have a legendary, you like you're guaranteed not to get that one again when you open packs, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, I think the uh, the pessimist in me thinks that they've only done this now 
because their player base is declining and they're trying to get people back in the game. Uh, but it, I mean, maybe it'll work. Um, I, I, I felt some frustration. I've talked about on the cast before with this past expansion, the most recent one, uh, I opened up like 50 packs, got, I think one or two legendaries that, you know, neither one was useful. Um, and just like felt it was the first time I playing Hearthstone that I felt like I couldn't create a competent deck from spending, you know, $50, $60 on the game. Um, yeah. And that was kind of frustrating. So, you know, hopefully hopefully they continue to make some of these little quality of life changes that make the game feel more friendly to players without having to spend a ton of money. Um, but anyway, when that when that news hit, I, uh, I thought, eh, you know, maybe I should jump back in a little bit and do some daily quests and stuff. So played that for a little bit, but I've mostly just been playing, uh, playing Battlegrounds. I've uh, been playing for the past few days and haven't been able to get a win. We've, I've had like so many top five finishes over the past few days. It has been maddening. Like I'm just in, I'm in this rut where we'll get top three, top two. Like I finished third, or I finished uh, third place in in a solo game, and I haven't won a solo game yet because I don't play solos that often. Um, and like I've very winnable solo game that I got third very winnable squad game that we got like second I think just you know it's just like man just really want that chicken dinner um, <laughs> but that's that's pretty much all I've been playing I've been playing a bunch of battlegrounds I've been I'm only playing battlegrounds right now because I'm honestly in a slump so I just don't know what to play um, I don't know maybe even just feeling a little burned out or something I also feel like the games that are upcoming just don't feel that exciting to me as well. I feel like we're in a weird time where I don't know. I'm just I'm just struggling. So, um, but that's all I've kind of played. I played a couple games last night. Other than that, not doing a whole lot. But that's that's it for me. All right. Well, uh, we can we can get down on some battlegrounds and uh, get you through your rut, Brad. <laughs> that's right. But uh, you know what's not in a rut? Our extra life LAN coming up in August. Uh, we announce this each week, but uh, and we actually just put up a Twitch event. So if you go up to uh, Twitch.tv/kbmod/events, uh, we actually just listed our extra life LAN all three days. So we're doing three different three different streams, one each day, uh, August eighteenth through the twentieth. And um, so make sure to put that on your calendars. We're uh, a little less than two months away from that. Pretty early this year, earlier than our than our past events. Um, that's why we're making sure you guys all know with plenty of time to spare. But uh, that's going to be in August, and so make sure you don't miss that. We'll have more details as the uh, as the event looms closer. But for now, just make sure it's on your calendar. And uh, we've got some other things going on here in KV Mod this week. Tim, why not? Tell us about what's going on. We have the perfect person to tell us about the content this week. Um, so I posted a review this past week of the game Everspace. It released last month in May, but uh, it's a pretty fun game. It's a roguelike um, space dogfighting type game um, that looks beautiful, plays really well. So I have my, the review up for that up on the site. Um, we also posted our... Uh, 2017 E3 recap of just games that we're most excited for. Uh, each of us put in some input on that, so definitely see what you know 
the different members of KMod are looking forward to after E3. And then on our forums, um, forum.kmod.com, we have a great giant uh, Trailer Park Boys mega thread uh, full of our favorite moments from the show. Uh, so definitely, if you don't know, we're all great um, fans of the trailer, park, the trailer Park Boys here. So definitely throw in your input there. And if you aren't sure what it is, maybe check out some of the highlights and see if it'd be something you'd be uh, interested in watching. Man, that yeah, we have just continuing to deliver. Yeah, we're we're slowly getting new members, but you know what? It's super easy to sign up, and um, it doesn't. We just have random conversations, but like we were last talking about, um, the One Plus Five came out, and so I was wondering. I posted a thread: Are you guys picking it up, or did you think it was a total snore fest? And we kind of talked about that a little bit. Uh, we talked about hardware games, um, and like Tim said, you know, we just highlighted Trailer Park Boys because we we're all a lot of us are big fans so make sure to go over to forum.kbmod.com sign up for an account and hang out with us there so very good well thank you for uh for that we're going to move into the news and uh i feel like this this first story is kind of the the biggest topic this week because it's been like a it's been a roller coaster i feel like at the if at the start of the week it was one it was in one place and by the end of the week it was in a very different place um but Rockstar, uh, I think we talked about this last week, didn't we? Rockstar uh, sent a cease and desist. To, uh, well, it wasn't Rockstar. It was their publisher. So their publisher... Take two. Right, right, right. Take two. Yes. Uh, sent a cease and desist to, um, to, I think, one or more of these uh, mods for GTA V. And, uh, and then they, you know, they had a little PR statement about how it was a fa- about GTA Online and they wanted to protect the experience for those players uh but the basically the gta community wasn't having it um and, and before we get into like the results of what what happened um the gta community was in an uproar so they completely skewed the steam reviews to make it i don't even know what it is at this point but i believe they changed both status to like uh, mixed or mostly negative or something. I don't know. Uh, I don't remember. There's also like petitions going around. So I know the current petition had like 80,000 signatures. Um, but one of many, I, I assume, because there's 5 million different uh, petition websites. There should be a petition to end petition websites. <laughs> Anyways, um, and then if you have YouTube handy, which I'm sure some of you do, uh, search for GTA 5 The Purge and then in parentheses, uh, rip mods. Um, this great little video just somebody put together using uh, the modding tools that was previously, you know, sent to de- uh, cease and desist. And oh my goodness, it was. <laughs> I don't know. I think you guys watched it, right? Like, um, yeah, I watched it. It was pretty good. It's pretty good. It was quality, it was entertaining. Um, it was heart wrenching there at the end too. Uh, yeah, make sure to watch all the way through because. Uh, I don't know. But I think, you know, with that being said, um, what Rockstar end up doing, uh, Brandon, here, so, before I interrupted? Yeah, so I, I, looked, uh, I looked real quick at the, at the Steam reviews. So the, the recent reviews, overwhelmingly negative, about 55,000 reviews. The overall, like you mentioned, the overall sentiment for the game is now mixed, just based off of sort of the review bombing that this caused. 
Um, so I'm sure, you know, that clearly got their attention. Um, and, and so it seems like this is actually rockstar has sort of listened to this. Um, they, I think put out another statement and put out like a help article, um, basically saying single player mods are allowed. So, uh, they, there's like a little, literally the question on their article is are PC single player mods allowed? And the answer is Rockstar Games believes in reasonable fan creativity and in particular wants creators to showcase their passion for our games. After discussions with Take-Two, Take-Two has agreed that it generally will not take legal action against third-party projects involving Rockstar's PC games that are single-player, non-commercial, and respect the IP rights of third parties. Um, says, you know, this doesn't apply to multiplayer, etc. Um, you know, there's other other words in there but basically it sounds like rockstar uh sort of tried to talk to take two and make make it so that they weren't going to target these single player uh mods which i mean seems seems like the best outcome right yeah i mean yeah this is modding has been huge for all gta games right i think um at least going back to uh San Andreas for sure. I'm not sure how big it was in Vice City or three, but I know there's a lot of mods for San Andreas. I mean, I feel like it's always it's always kind of had at least a little bit of a modding scene, like especially around the graphics mods and stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. But just recently, I feel like just recently, I'm sure this has been around, but just recently, obviously the uh, the role playing stuff has blown up, um, and I think those those the role playing uh, servers use the single player game. If I'm not mistaken, right? I have no clue about the technical aspect of it. Yeah, I honestly don't because I, I don't RP. But, um, yeah, honestly, I, I don't know. This this is a huge impact though, and this is clearly, um, this is a good sign I think for everybody that's still playing GTA because I know, um, there's some pretty zany stuff out there as far as modding goes again if you can watch that video um but um, i feel like gta because it is it is like one of the just one of the the most ambitious open world games ever made i feel like it's it's a very neat game to mod similar to skyrim it's you know there's just if you're going to get replayability out of that single player it's it's going to be through modding so yeah. it seem it seems like maybe take two and their legal team were just a little ambitious with, you know, tossing out C and D's uh, for a bunch of probably a bunch of different mods. If I had to guess, you know, it's like you just go go and look for mods that seem like they might be doing something bad, and you just copy paste the name and send it send it along um, without sort of realizing the damage that that would do to a pretty vibrant community. So it's nice that they've made this distinction. I mean, I think clearly. Uh, mods that affect multiplayer um that's that's clearly out of bounds and i think most people would agree with that uh but mods that affect single player you know it's not really harming anyone so it's nice to see them walk back on that at least uh at least partially and we'll kind of see we'll kind of see how that plays out um in the future cuz obviously they say that like they're not waiving any of their rights uh to to do these people in the future if they want to 
But uh, at least for now, it seems like, uh, you know, the petitions, the Steam reviews, all of that, you know what? It uh, it kind of worked this time. So glad to see uh, glad to see a good resolution there. Um, next up, the uh, the other big story this week: Steam Summer Sales are here, and uh, so have I popped in. A, I haven't yet, but uh, we have an email that uh, we you know normally save questions for the end. But this this email is very pertinent to uh, to this topic here. So we got it. We got an email from Lewis. He says, greetings from the Midwest once again. First and foremost, congratulations to APL. I suggest buying slash playing Octodad for some practice in the coming months. That's, that's pretty good <laughs> advice. Uh, speaking of buying games, the Steam Summer Sale is live as I typed to you this evening. I wrote a correspondence to you gentlemen a few months ago inquiring about how you determine the value of games. Remember that question? I'm somebody who is on a fairly tight budget and I'm usually not able to purchase games the large sales that Steam does are my opportunity to get caught up on some games I missed. So I once again turn to this esteemed panel and ask what are some essential game essential purchases during this sale? Somebody who is rarely able to purchase games. The only game I've purchased so far has been Doom, and I'm embarrassed with how late to the party I am. Once again, thank you all for your insight. So that would actually be one of my highlights here is Doom is fifteen bucks on the Steam sale. Uh, which it's a great is price for that game. it is yeah it's a great price like i imagine at some point it will probably go down to 10 or something but just i mean just do yourself a favor and buy doom like 15 bucks is a steal for how much uh, how much fun you'll get out of that game and uh speaking of of id games uh wolfenstein the new order is 10 bucks which I, I really enjoyed that too and uh you know wolfenstein 2 coming out later this year so i think wolfenstein the new order for 10 bucks is uh is a great deal. The the other one I was going to highlight Transistor for three dollars. Uh, KD was just talking about Transistor last week, um, mm-hmm. but it's from the same team that made Bastion. Three dollars is like it is. It, it's actually a steal. That's nothing. It's actually like three dollars <laughs> is ludicrous for that game. Um, so if you don't own Transistor by the end of the Steam sale, I I I can't help you. Um, <laughs> and the last one that I that I noticed. Uh, I mentioned earlier, uh, Tim was talking about Shadow of Mordor. Shadow of Mordor is $4 right now. And I think, is that the first time Shadow of Mordor has been that low? I, I feel like I haven't Usually seen... seven fifty. So th- okay. I think this is the first time it has been that low, yeah. Yeah, so 4 four bucks for Shadow of Mordor, again, seems like a steal for uh, for the amount of content in that game. Um, do you guys have any other uh, any other nice juicy picks you've seen from this Steam sale? Um, well, if I'm not... I think it's it's still a lot. But I would personally say if you're into RPG games, probably check out Witcher 3. Uh, because even though it's 25 bucks right now, oh, I think... Oh, it's so worth it at 25 bucks. Well, that's what I'm about to say. So, like, I think I think for the gameplay and the time that you get out of it makes it well worth, uh, I would say, even $45 or $60. Oh, so yeah, this is the Game of the Year edition, too. So you get both... DLC expansions. So, what like about, Tim, how, what what would your conservative estimate be on the time it would take to complete Witcher with with the DLC? If you're just playing story quests and stuff, sure. Just like what what you think it would take the average person, you know, to get through the game. Let me look at me. <laughs> I would say about 110 hours. Okay, so 110 hours, and so divided by 25, four bucks. 
No, wait, wait. That's, oh, sorry. I had that backwards. 25 divided by 110. 22 cents. 22 cents per hour. That's, I would say that's pretty good value, especially if you're on a budget. Mm hmm. No, that game is worth it. Also, just a minor, you know, content spoiler alert. Tomorrow we will have an article going live of Soro 6's, um, his opinions on what games you should buy this summer sale. So, Ooh, okay. we'll have some games, you know, some little transistors on there. Um, I, so, I hope so. Yeah, I don't want to spoil uh, everything. A few other ones that are pretty good that he may have done some reviews on, just a heads up. So, yeah. Um, there, there are a few other games I saw that I was that I was really tempted to buy, and and the only reason I haven't is just because of kind of the backlog of games that I have that I'm, I've finally come to the realization that I don't, you know, I'm not going to get a chance to play these games in a lot of cases before the next Steam sale. But mm-hmm. uh, the one, the one that is like constantly, I'm constantly looking at is City Skylines is seven fifty, which oh, yeah. is. It feels like a steal because I've watched a bunch of that game, uh, people playing it on Twitch, and uh, and I really like City Skylines. I feel like I would really enjoy, but I kind of don't want to get sucked into it. But seven fifty feels feels like a really good price for that game. Yeah. So I, know, I have a few things in my cart, but I'm not sure if I want to pull the trigger. Like like you said, there's so many games on the backlog, or so many games coming out soon that I would rather play than some yeah. of these games that I just like. I don't know thing, if I should pull the trigger on them now. The other thing too is, uh, is I feel like now the Steam sales, even though I, I'm sure it's better, and I actually kind of like the the fact that the sales don't really change throughout the sale. The fact that we don't have the kind of daily deals and the flash sales and stuff from before kind of takes a little bit of the excitement out of it. Yeah, yeah. Like before, I feel like everyone everyone was like waiting for that good daily deal, and once once you saw it, it was like it was just a frenzy, but now yeah. you kind of know everything up front. And so it's, it's just a little bit less exciting than it was before. which is kind of a shame that, and like a lot of the, uh, a lot of the games, like when, when you first get into PC gaming and stuff, like, or when you come back to it for like, after so many years, like I did, like I took a few years kind of like, I just couldn't afford a PC. So like I was playing more Max Xbox and stuff like that. But you know, back when, came my first started up and stuff like that and so you get back into pc gaming you know filling up your library was you know a ton of fun but now that you know we've been around for however many years and our libraries are you know 500 games yeah it's like the sales are still really good but i feel like a lot of people are like oh another steam sale another bunch of games that i don't want or already own well yeah because you already own it but imagine if you're just coming into pc gaming for the first time like remember that feeling steam sales are one of the yeah. best things out there. That that's true. I mean, it's uh, it, yeah, it's basically like I can't buy these games more than once. I mean, FTL is two forty nine. Like I have oh, I have tons of hours in FTL, and so if you don't if you don't already own FTL, like t- you you must own this game. Like I just basically assume if you're listening to this podcast at this point that you have to have owned you have to own FTL at this point because it it always goes on sale. But if you don't. Two fifty, especially if you're on a budget, two dollars and fifty cents for FTL. That that is your game right there. Mm-hmm. And so, like every Steam sale, I feel like just has more and more good deals. That if you don't already own them, it's like you should do those first. But you're right. I you know I've kind of I've already gotten the low hanging fruit on these Steam sales. So there's there's only so many new games that kind of hit that new low price every every sale. Um, yeah. So those are kind of the one the ones we highlighted, but. Uh, 
yeah, sounds like we have a we have a post going up about that. Uh, but there are some of your highlights for the Steam sale. And, uh, you know, it's always fun. Maybe just a little less fun than it was in the past. But, there's, you know, still, man, getting, game, getting like four or five games for the price of a new $60 console game, nothing feels better than that. Nothing feels better. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, new console games, Modern Warfare Remastered is going to be, they're going to release it as a standalone game. For forty bucks, please, uh, please, one of you tell me why we should care about this. Um, we shouldn't. <laughs> this should this should have been done when it first like released. I feel, but this is also. I remember them like, saying that. Like, I feel a lot of people call this like, oh, after a year or so of it being out, they'll release you know the Modern Warfare remaster on its own, and here we are. It's being released on its own for 40 bucks which is just why yeah that that uh that feels like a pretty steep price to me uh, especially considering it came out you know what the better part of a, a year ago um, close to now yeah and it actually is it releases uh this week on uh on PlayStation 4 I think um, and then it's coming to Windows and Xbox afterward. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I agree with you that they should have just done this off the bat, and I think it's clear that they didn't because they wanted to sell more copies of the new Call of Duty game. But yeah. that's you know that's one of the reasons why it's it's hard to trust Call of Duty year to year because they're not doing what they're not necessarily doing what is right for the game or what is right for the audience. They're doing what is right for Activision. And Activision wants to make money, ideally yeah. on a new Call of Duty game. Um, but I think if they would have put this out as a standalone version, you know, back when it was announced, I, I bet that a lot of people would have gotten on board, even for forty bucks. Mm-hmm. I just think I think that now it's kind of like it's kind of old news, um, and I'm not sure that people are that excited for it anymore. Um, so, yeah, forty bucks feels steep to me. Uh, I would I think. I would maybe think about picking up Modern Warfare Remastered for like 15 or 20 bucks. But knowing Activision, it could be a while before we see it discounted to, uh, to that point. They're, they're generally not a fan of generous Steam sales. The original uh, Call of Duty 4 is $10 right now at a whopping 50% off. So that originally goes for 20 So that says yeah, something about them. That's, uh, yeah, man. That's the thing. It's like I would I would love to recommend people pick up old Call of Duty games, but like ten you know ten dollars for a game that's that old, uh, I guess is not necessarily bad. But just in comparison to what else you can get, it just doesn't seem like a great value. Like allow someone to get to get all those old games for like twenty thirty dollars all in, and I bet people would do it. But yeah, Modern Warfare Remastered uh, coming out shortly. And uh, it will not include the Modern Warfare Remastered Variety Map Pack. That would be that would be just too sweet. Wait, it doesn't have it doesn't have the DLC. That would be just too sweet. No, it doesn't. Oh no! Wow. You do not get that DLC. Um, and yeah, that's, that's <laughs> just feel feels pretty stingy to me. Um, but that's that's Activision for you. We'll move well, on to the quick hits. Uh, 
this is actually I feel like this is bigger news than the Modern Warfare Remastered thing. Uh Diablo 3 Rise of the Necromancer. Uh if you follow Diablo 3, you've prob you probably knew this was coming because they've talked a lot about it and it's been in beta for a bit. Um uh, but the Rise of the Necromancer pack actually comes out this week, uh June twenty seventh on Tuesday. And uh it's gonna be fourteen ninety nine. So um <laughs> I'm not sure that I realized that it was a like an additional price. Um, but I mean, given the, given the number of hours I've put in Diablo three, uh, I'm, I'm probably willing to throw 15 bucks at that. So, um, so that could be exciting. I mean, the necromancer is a new class and, uh, I'm, I haven't heard that much about it, but it's been playable on, on beta. Um, have you guys heard much about it? I know, um, fake ghost pirates really excited about it and he was in the beta, I think for it and he was having a lot of fun with it. Is this just like, a? Is it just the class, or is there going to be some story stuff with it, too? That I'm not sure about. Um, I know there is some new... There, there is a new patch coming that I think comes in tandem with this launch uh, that's going to have Challenge Rifts, uh, the Shrouded Moors Zone, which I'm not sure if that's new content. Um, okay. I, it's, it sounds like it is. I mean, if they're charging 15 bucks for it, my guess is there's new content with it. Yeah. Um, because yeah, it sounds. I guess it it would have to be kind of an expansion, right? Kind of similar to Reaper of Souls, um, and it sounds like uh, the new zones are actually available if you own Reaper of Souls. Uh, so I'm not sure exactly what uh, what that 15 bucks gets you, aside from um, you know obviously being able to access the Necromancer. But uh, anyway, if you're into Diablo, uh, they posted a little blog post about it. Uh, with an FAQ, so I, I'll probably pick that up. Uh, I, I really enjoy Diablo, and um, fifteen bucks feels feels fine, given that I have hundreds of hours in that game. <laughs> um, but that does come uh, June twenty seventh this week. So uh, if you're into Diablo, uh, you know that's uh, that's coming up for you. And uh, next up, we we didn't talk about this last week, but I wanted to make sure to hit on this because we had talked about it in a past uh, podcast that uh, IO Interactive uh, has actually become an independent studio and they're going to retain ownership of Hitman. So we had talked about uh, the kind of the future of Hitman was somewhat uncertain um, and they had had some layoffs and we weren't, you know, weren't sure if Hitman was going to continue, but it sounds like IO has uh, basically, you know, become independent from Square Enix and, um, and they're going to retain the ownership. So I'm, I'm assuming you know, hopefully that means that Hitman kind of continues unabated. Um, I, I really enjoyed Hitman, and I hope that they continue, you know, putting out new content. Um, and it sounds like that's uh, that's you know, a possibility here. What what do you guys think? This seems like just um, good news all around to me. It, it'll be good news in the long run for the Hitman series. Like I liked this latest Hitman, and I liked how they did it episodically. Like I wasn't, I was totally unsure how it was going to work going into it, but going back and playing most of the missions, I I thought it lent itself, you know, really well to the actual game because as with many Hitman games, you can play the same level so many different times and you can play completely different each time too. So, you know, that replayability was there and stuff. I just, how, I just I don't I'm worried about how it's going to work for the current game out there right now. Like I know it goes for pretty much dirt cheap now, but like, are they going to get the money or is Squeenix going to yeah. get the money? I'm not sure. Like, 
I'm not sure how that how that all shakes out uh, because part of the part of the original issue was that uh, that Square Enix took a loss of like forty three million dollars, um, and I'm you know I'm not sure what all that entailed, but they took a loss of forty three million dollars related to uh, IO Interactive. So yeah. um, you know I'm guessing that obviously there there are probably like some business terms where maybe Square Enix still gets royalties on copies sold or. You know, maybe IO just right. the employees bought you know bought bought everything away from Square Enix. Uh, who knows? Um, but I mean, it, it seems like before the future of the game was kind of uncertain, and now like this seems pretty clear that IO Interactive as a as a uh, separate company, like what do they have aside from Hitman? You know, they they kind of have to they would have to lean into Hitman to continue as a company. I feel like. Yeah, but yeah, back to my point. Like, I, I liked it, and I thought the game did well. But Square Enix is like, you could just tell that they were there, that it was kind of like their theme. Like, it just the same thing that happened with Deus Ex: Mankind Divided. They had a like a just a lot of like microtransaction type stuff that just shouldn't have been there. Like little things here and there, like that you didn't have to buy if you didn't want to. But just the fact that it was there it was really kind of just. It, it arced me. Is really what it was, yeah. and I think I think it'll be good for them in the long run. Apparently, they've also made the Cannon Lynch games IO Interactive, mm. oh, so okay. they could possibly. I mean, I know the last one didn't do too great as far as AI, but they could possibly, you know, do a reboot of that to kind of build some hype and shit too. So that'll be you know interesting to what they see. What they, I mean, I'm not sure where that IP lies, but they have had their hands in making that in those games and. Uh, Tiny Ninjas is another one, or Mini Ninjas is what it was called. Yeah, so well, I feel like Hit, well. Hitman, at least in the kind of the current climate, feels like their, you know, their biggest title. Um, <laughs> and actually, like we were talking about the Steam sale, uh, you can actually get the complete first season of Hitman, which is six episodes and then a bonus episode. Um, so anyone that's not familiar with Hitman, they're sort of doing like this episodic sort of. Uh, content release and so they've they've released them kind of one at a time and um and so they have six episodes and a bonus episode and you can get all that right now for 23 bucks which i think is a pretty decent deal it's a pretty decent deal um considering some of that stuff is fairly new Uh, like it came out i think just at the tail end of last year and it's a lot of content i mean you can get a lot of hours out of uh out of those six seven episodes so um, good for IO Interactive. You know, it sounds like uh, hopefully we'll see more Hitman, um, and it'll be free of Square Enix, which uh, feels like probably a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. So that's uh, Square Enix is a weird company. Like, <laughs> some games like are great and fantastic, like, but then some games are just kind of like they just they get too involved as a publisher. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, hopefully, you know, IO being uh, being independent will allow them to to make a lot of those decisions and and hopefully not compromise uh compromise as much as they might with an external publisher. But uh next we've got uh got some some weird Destiny 2 news that I don't fully understand, but hopefully we can kind of suss it out as we talk through it. Um Destiny 2 will apparently like Apparently, it won't have recoil, or the recoil will be different from consoles. Um, for PC, just for PC, which which strikes me as almost backward, 
because on PC, you're able to handle recoil, I feel like, easier with a mouse than you're able to handle it with a controller. Um, but it also adds a little skill to it all. Yeah, of course. Of course. You know, I mean, where... any, anyone who's ever, who's ever shot a gun of any sort knows that recoil is a real thing. So if you want a game to feel a little more realistic, you've got to have some recoil. And uh, and so yeah, it's like recoil is is a good thing. It adds a little bit of skill to the game, makes it feel a little more realistic. Um, and so the the there was an interview with the Destiny Two project lead that just some of the some of the things he was saying to me don't make a ton of sense. It almost made me feel like he was talking about aim assist, uh, which obviously wouldn't be on PC because you don't need it, but is in most console first person shooters. Uh, but I'll just read it, read one of these quotes here. Like the, it was an interview, uh, with, with, uh, an Australian website and he says, for instance, there's no recoil on guns on PC because recoil on the controller feels really good. I'm firing, I'm firing, I'm firing. Oh, I'm losing control of my gun a little bit. That feels great, especially with magnetism and all the magic and the controller that makes you feel it. With a mouse and keyboard, you don't want the mouse moving without you moving it, so recoil doesn't feel good. So there is no recoil on PC. The basic idea is that some things don't work that don't feel good, and those places, there are going to be little forks in the road. So he's basically saying there is going to be some some differences between the console version and the PC version of Destiny 2. But i got to admit, I don't, I don't really understand like the quote that he's... That he's talking so apparently about after that interview, um, he went on Twitter to say, um, like, in response to like, the recoil mod on PC, he said it's a modified heavily on PC for awesome keyboard plus mouse gameplay that still feels like Destiny, but we still have recoil. So he goes back and says that there is recoil on PC. Okay. Um, it's just heavily modified from the console version, which we kind of all expect as PC players, like, we don't expect the shooting to feel exactly the same as it does to say on a controller because yeah. obviously we're using keyboard and mouse. So I feel like he was just, he said this stuff, but he didn't have to say it. I, I don't know. Yeah, it, seem, it seems weird that he would have highlighted this as an example. Uh, Cause I, I mean, I don't, I don't know that anyone expects the shooting experience to be the same across console and PC, but specifically talking about not having recoil on PC like if anything, I feel like it would be the opposite. You would want to reduce recoil on controllers so that you know people can actually aim with the stick. Whereas on PC, yeah. it doesn't really matter how much recoil you have; you can compensate for it by moving your mouse appropriately. Um, so anyway, maybe maybe we shouldn't look that much into uh, into these answers. But uh, but it sounds like Destiny Two, you know, on PC will have some differences. My hope. Uh, with with hearing some of this stuff is that they're they're trying to consider the PC experience separately from what makes sense on the console. Like that's my that's my hope for Destiny 2 is that they're they're thinking about the important things that PC players care about and this would be things like uh ping, like dedicated servers, like you know all of the things that PC players come to expect uh that console players generally don't know about or don't care about. And so we'll we'll see. We'll hopefully they'll they'll have some more details on more th- more than just the recoil. Uh, last thing, 
here. There's just a, another, another little quick hit uh, that I thought was kind of interesting to talk about. Uh, Microsoft is going to be adding a GPU monitor to the task manager in Windows 10. So um, if you're familiar with the task manager, it, you know, it's where you can look and see like how much RAM you're using. You can see what processes are running. And, uh, and traditionally, that's been uh, kind of like in Windows XP, Windows 7, it was pretty bare bones. I feel like Windows 8 and Windows 10, it got a lot better. Like there was a lot more, you know, granular information there. Um, but right. it's never, it's never had GPU information. Uh, and I think this will be kind of nice. Those. Yeah. Um, so I like, think a lot of people too um, sometimes wonder, like, you know, I have all this memory. Am I even using it? Or mm-hmm. um, I. I still think like temperature would be nice and like task manager for all your components, but yeah. that's another story. Um, but this is just kind of nice to, I, I get questions all the time. Like, Hey, what's, what's throttling me here or something. And just be able to say, instead of like install a bunch of things or watch whatever, tell somebody to go to task manager and watch, watch how their computer's doing while they're playing like fallout or something to get them more frames. This, this might give us at least some indication of the next step to go. You know, um, uh, it'll be great for people trying to figure out: Is my CPU throttling me? Do I not have enough memory? What's my what's my hard drive looking like? And now GPU, which is going to be great. Um, I don't know how exactly this will translate, um, but I'm I'm ready for it. That's that's going to be nice. So. Yeah, it'll be. I think it'll be good because the you know you already have a spot in the task manager that has performance of different things, and it has your CPU, it has memory telling you how much of your memory is being used, it has your disk like your disk activity, your your Ethernet port. So it seems GPU just like makes perfect sense to be in there, and uh, and I think you're right. It, it's it would be nice if over time. Uh, you don't have to go to third-party programs quite as much to get kind of basic information or you know help a friend troubleshoot like you know why is my game why is my game lagging so much like why are my frames so bad and you can tell them hey just pull up task manager and see you know is your cpu at 100% is your gpu at 100% then like right now that requires uh you know getting gpu z which is a third-party utility um, in the past, it's required like CPU-Z and other other tweaking utilities. Um, I think it just makes it makes sense for them to add this stuff into Windows proper um, so that we don't have to rely on all the third-party stuff quite as much. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. This will be this will be good. Um, little, I think little little tweaks here and there. You know, Scott always talks about how he's he he doesn't want to upgrade to Windows 10. Uh, and in some cases, I can't really blame him. But I feel like little quality of life improvements, that's what will make people want to use Windows 10. Where right now, like a lot of people use it because they, you know, they it was free or because they're, you know, whatever. There are a few reasons to use it. Um, but it's not perfect. And I feel like little quality of life improvements could go a long way to making that experience better and make Windows 10 something people actually want to use. Right. So uh, anyway, that's uh, that is it for the news. Um, kind of, I don't know, kind of not a super huge news week, but some some interesting little tidbits. Um, next up, we're going to go to the new releases, which uh, because KD is not here, I'm going to give Brad the honor 
talking about uh, these esteemed games coming out this week. All right, yeah, so it was actually pretty rough trying to find releases coming out this next week. I don't know if it's just because E3 happened or, um, I don't know, everybody's scared because Obamacare might be going away or something. I don't know, but um, <laughs> um, so bear with me here. But our first release, I think, coming out on the 28th is number 70, Eye of the, I don't know, how would you pronounce this? But, of Basir? Basir. That's and I wish Scott was here because this seems, of course, right up his alley where it's not only a psychological horror game, but it's also a puzzle game, which if any of his viewers know, he absolutely loves. Indie adventure um, puzzle horror, man. That is Scott's niche. Yeah. And it has VR support, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, He'll be playing this during actual life. <laughs> I've already decided. <laughs> Um, so check that out if you're, I guess, into that. Um, somebody else put this one in, but it looks like uh, on the 29th, Micro Machines World Series is coming out. And this yeah, actually how could, looks... How could we miss that one? Of course I put that in. Yeah. Wasn't there an old game series like that on like Super Nintendo or something like that? Yeah, I've, I've definitely... I know game? what game you're talking about, Tim. I, it was an arcade game. Yeah. But I can't remember what it was called. I need to find this now. Oh, where you have the two steering this. wheels that seem yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. has like no actual sense of direction yes. of what you okay. I know, I know what you're talking about too. Um, this looks like that, just in 3D um, in special effects and and uh, dynamic maps and all sorts of cool game modes. It is coming out on the 29th. Um, you can pre-purchase for a 10% discount at $27, which um, which is interesting. But it actually has official Hasbro licenses. So I guess they have, like, Nerf guns. There's and... actual games. Like, there was actual, like, toys. That's why I remember this name. Yeah. Like, there are actual Micro Machine toys you could buy. Yeah, I, I love Micro Machines, which is part of the reason I put this in here. But also, I mean, this game this game doesn't look bad. It looks kind no, of wild, looks actually. Good. Um, I just saw that uh, Hungry Hungry Hippos makes a pyramid appearance. So I mean, I like the, awesome. I like this cross marketing for uh, for different Hasbro licenses. Yeah, it's that's pretty neat. Um, that looks like a fun party game, even too. Um, I this next game, I don't know why I put it in here, other than it looks like some kind of hipster game made into a zombie game. Uh, it's low poly. It's the color is interesting. It's just I don't know. It's called Zombie Hobby VR, an atmospheric action VR shooter where your weapons, the most affordable objects, are the most affordable objects from your daily life. Um, and so we see uh, you grilling some corn, <laughs> and so you can kill somebody with, I'm guessing, corn, a spatula. Uh, a plate, uh, the grill itself. I don't know. But zombies come in waves, and it actually looks it looks visually appealing. I do like, like how it looks aesthetically. Yeah, it just looks like a VR game I would play for five minutes and then yeah. never touch again. No price, of course. Um, but Vive and Rift support there, so uh, check that out. Coming out on thirtieth, 
And then um, this game actually has nothing appealing to it other than it looks pretty, kind of like <laughs> a VR game that I was just discussing, but it's called Space Odyssey. Um, you literally explore a sci-fi universe, and this is, this is great marketing here. Enjoy the pleasable graphics alongside the amazing soundtrack. So it sounds like there's literally no content here other than you're just like, you're just flying around. You're just flying around. Um, like I said, rough week, but Hey, you know what? This looks cool. Um, (laughs) coming soon is VR support though. So, Oh, there you go. They should have been more, they should have been less discreet about, um, their target audience. They should have just been like, get baked, play this game. And uh, I think that's all they, they kind of have going for this. But um, that's that's really it. And I am sorry, but really, it was rough pickings this week. So hopefully like next week like gets... partial E three hangover, or maybe we're in like pre July fourth or something. I, I don't really know. I, don't know. I, I just maybe th- this is kind of the lull after E three. I feel like it kind of it, it sort of lingers through July. Because things then I feel like start coming out in August, or really it really starts getting getting uh hot in like September, October, after like Gamescom yeah. and PAX West. I feel like that's that's really when things heat up. So, and we'll uh we'll try we'll 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 try and find the gems here in the dog days of summer. That, that was it. Yeah, let's get into viewer questions. Yeah. Um, our first one here is coming from I'm not so. Um, I'm not so he has changed his handle I think four different times just so he'll answer his questions. I'm not sure, um, but his question is: When you shower, do you face toward the water or away, and why? Um, I uh, I feel like I kind of alternate depending yeah, on I do yeah depending on the action. Now, I wonder if this is, like, a short person thing. Because, like, personally, the shower head's too, like... Yeah, it's I, below my shoulders, almost. Yeah. Like I have to kind of duck down in my my shower. So I wonder if this is a short person thing where they can just, like, have it go on top of their head and then just trickles down or something. I don't know. But it's... I'm I'm not short enough for to experience that. So I, I have to rotate and get under. And I don't know. Yeah, I feel like you kind of you you face with your back, like you face away from the shower when you're kind of scrubbing with you know with soap, because you kind of want to you want to scrub before it actually gets washed off. So you gotta you gotta right. kind of turn away from it. But then for you know for shampoo conditioner, you just kind of step step out of the water real quick, and then you face toward toward it so that you. I mean, I don't, I don't know what kind of question is this. I saw this go on earlier. I think it was a gold glove asked the same question. It's like, how does this come up? But I, I, um, I don't know that I have like a straight answer here. It's just you basically face away from the water, depending on what you're washing, so that you can scrub a little bit and then you wash it off. This is almost as bad as the like, do you do you squat instead of sit when you take shit question? Like, I feel like at least that's that's like people have an a binary answer for that. Generally people don't do both. 
here i don't is, i don't know how to answer typical of not so though i mean let's let's be fair <laughs> let's turn this back around on him this is a very typical question from him well and i mean look you know what i don't want to i don't want to disparage someone for coming to us with the hard questions so i do appreciate well, this, that that we're where he turns to get this information this is true he's looking for guidance and and we should we should be able to help here but you know what there is no there is no no definitive answer you should you should face the direction required for the action that you're taking in the shower that's that's where i'll leave it i don't think you can get any better than oh, that you know, oh you know what though um when it's hot as shit like i have the i have it i have it just really hot i will face i'll have my back face that um, yeah i don't know it's just easier to i don't know also, I feel like if it's really hot, sometimes you don't want to face it because it will burn your face, but it might not necessarily burn your back. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of my thing. Okay, um, yeah, I can see that. Turn, turn whichever direction makes you happiest. Showers, you know, showers for relaxing and getting clean. So why don't don't let us prescribe what you should do. Not so. You just worry about getting in the shower every day first, and then we'll talk about what direction. <laughs> yeah, buddy. The important thing is that you get in the shower. The the methodology is less important. That's right. <laughs> All right, we got a second question here uh, from Eco underscore Official. If you had to live in a country not in North America, and regardless of cultural or language barriers, which country would you choose? I think we've maybe had something, a question similar to this uh, before, but regardless of cultural or language barriers, sort of makes it kind of a free-for-all. It's sort of just, uh, I guess it's sort of just like, you know, what has the nicest weather, what, you know, just, if you didn't have to worry about not speaking the language or anything. Um, not sure. I, I'd maybe, there's some nice places, I feel like, in, in Europe um, because I'm trying to think where I would actually live. Like, I I probably don't want to live right at the beach or anything, even though those places mm. are really nice. Um, I don't know. What What do you guys think? Um, I probably. I mean, I've always wanted to visit here, but I could definitely see myself just living here. It would be Ireland, like as well, just because. Mm. It just looks beautiful, no matter what picture you kind of like look at of Ireland. If you just Google it, like it just looks fantastic, and I wouldn't hate kind of waking up to that every day. That's very green. You spend my time there. Would you like the rain? I think it rains a fair bit in Ireland. It rains a ton here in Western PA. It doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, that's true. I I think I w- I would like to live somewhere where it rains a lot. I'll say a tax haven. Um, that'd be great. <laughs> Jesus. You're gonna you're gonna spend you're gonna spend the one chance you have here on just going to a tax haven. To live there? Hell yeah. Then travel wherever I want with the, te- the money I save. Mm. Okay. That's um a unique answer. No, I don't know. Probably I think the tech and like South Korea really interests me. Yeah. Um uh just because I'm kind of a gadget head um other than that i don't know uh, 
Yeah, I could see I could see like South Korea or Japan, I think could be mm-hmm. interesting um because I feel like the cultural or language barrier there is pretty high and that's one of the reasons like in the real world I I think it's very unlikely that I would ever choose to live there. But right. I think those I think those places are very interesting. It's just that it's very very different from North America. And mm-hmm. that would be yeah. I think that would be a challenging environment to live in. But if you're just saying like regardless of that, I don't have to worry right. about those things, then I think those those places could be very interesting to live. And you know, it seems like their their climate seems seems fine. I don't know. Yeah, I think Japan as it stands is much more inviting to like from what I've heard to like uh US citizens as well, just like they they like the American culture where I've actually heard a lot of stories about South Koreans actually being quite opposed to, you know, um, uh, people from the West, you know, coming over and, and um, we've even seen some, some backlash from some Twitch IRL streamers uh, in South Korea because they, they find some things disrespectful or something like we can't control those control those things but we've seen some uh, from them doing nothing to uh, just some straight up uh, discrimination against against them just for being there so um, so that's why I say South Korea because I think uh, personally I, I from what I've heard from people I've, I know a lot of people that like travel abroad and stuff like that and live live in these places uh, Japan's much more easier to settle in even though their culture is very 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 different um than it is in the uh than it would be in like south korea yeah uh, and also it's a very i feel like you would fit in there because it's a very mobile culture like Mm -hmm. they're always on their phones you know their uh like lte coverage is everywhere i feel like i feel like you could get along pretty well there yeah yeah um but that's my choice i don't know all right, well, that's pretty good answers for that one. Um, I think we're, uh, we only had a couple questions this week. As always, uh, we call for questions each week before the cast. Uh, you can shoot us an email at community at kbmod.com or, uh, or tweet at us when we call out for questions on Sunday evenings. Featured on the cast. But you know what? There's one surefire way to be featured on the cast. And I must say, all of you listening are really... You're you're really squandering this opportunity because this would be the part of the the podcast where we feature an iTunes review of the week. We don't have one. We don't have one. I looked, and it's possible that iTunes is just playing with us. You know, we I I I can't say that no one submitted a review, but I was not able to find mm-hmm. any new ones. So whether it's iTunes' fault, that may be out of our hands. But you can you can solve this problem. So every week we choose uh, to, to feature iTunes reviews. We have very few rules for these reviews. Only rule we ask is that you give us five stars because that's what we deserve. And, uh, you know, make it interesting. Give us a poem. Tell us, you know, tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Uh, it's it's really, the, the world is your oyster in that review box. I don't know how many characters they give you, but I, I mean, look, use them all up. It's your time. Uh, and we do feature those reviews on the cast. But uh, but not this week because we didn't have any. So make an iTunes account, drop us a review. If you're listening to the podcast, I'm talking directly to you. 
Yes, you, on your phone right now. It's easy. Go to iTunes, rate us five stars, and give us a review. And, uh, and we'll feature you in this section on a future cast. But, uh, but for this week, no dice. Um, and so I think that's going to do it for uh, episode 283 of the KB Mod podcast. A nice little intimate one. Uh, thank you for joining us, Tim, mm-hmm. our, uh, our pinch hitter here, as we've got a couple people gone. Uh, I think uh, most of us will be back. I think the normal crew will be back next week for the most part, uh, getting ready for July 4th festivities right around the corner if you're in America. And if you're not in America, why aren't you in America? No, that's, There's a lot uh, of reasons. I know, <laughs> I know. We, ju- we, just, we just had a question about this. Literally, there are many that's reasons. True. Oh, my God. Why? Alexa. Alexa's... <laughs> She's, she got, she's upset. She, she's upset. She was upset at that comment. Um, but anyway, uh, thank you everyone for coming out. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at KBModGaming, uh, Facebook.com slash KBMod. You can watch the cast each week here on Twitch, twitch.tv slash KBMod. And uh, we've got YouTube, we've got a Discord server, and obviously KBMod.com is where you can find all of that stuff. You can find the build guides, you can find... Uh, our reviews and other things on the site. Uh, literally, if you go to kvmod.com, you can find everything. But I'm just providing these other handles for you know for ease of use. Uh, but do visit the website uh, and the forum. Lots of cool stuff going on there. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at volition. That's V O L one T I O N. You can follow Tim on Twitter at Stafu Noob. That's S T A F U. N O O B, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. and uh, and you can follow Brad if you so wish at Hutchison15 on Twitter. And, not if you wish, just do it already, damn it. Hmm. Okay. Yikes. Okay. Well, you uh, you get a little, you get a little bit of insight into Brad's personality. Maybe cons- you know consider <laughs> if that's what you want on your timeline. But uh, thanks. Nothing thanks. but love and affection. <laughs> But uh, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, we will be back next week with episode 284. We will uh, we will see you then. Farewell. Yeah.